listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. And now, here's Mark Miller and David Moulton. With the bonus hour of Miller and Moulton on this hump day, final hour of the week for Mark. Got a member guest the next two days. Apparently, his golf game's in shambles, but it doesn't matter. No, my drinking game is tremendous, though. <laughs> Man. Curious, does the game, does the drinking game get more tremendous as the golf game gets more shambles? What leads to what? Well, I'm hoping, you know, I, I had a good, good range session yesterday. I feel better today than I did yesterday. But it's finding that it's for me. It's like you know the guy that plays pool with three, four beers, and he gets to that zone. You got to keep it in the right zone for this because this is a this is park the car after the show and don't grab the keys again until Sunday. This is golf carts only for me for the next three days. I won't be near a vehicle. So it's um, it's to see if I. It's to see if I can still do it. This week every year is to see if I can still hang at a pace that I was able to hang at in my 20s and 30s. I can't do it for the length of time that I used to be able to, but I think I still have a good three, four days in me. Are you talking about golf or drinking? Yes. (laughs) Obviously, that means drinking. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously. Listen, you should be able to at the club. Aren't you one of the younger guys there? Still am. I mean, if you can't hang with the guys at the club, I mean, oh, don't get me wrong. I mean, they are pros at it. They've been doing it. Yeah, they're retired. Don't kid yourself. They right. They do this every day. This is just another. You know what? <laughs> right. We're gonna go at it today. Today, what? What is today? Monday. So what? Another day that ends in Y. I'm in. Got it. So uh, it'll be Felipe and I in the studio. Yes. I'm getting on the road, heading it back to the 239 for nearly 48 hours. Got some business to attend to on Thursday. And uh, so the next two days, uh, young Felipe and I, who I believe were breaking new ground, he will have his own camera. No caterpillar on my face this time. Don't worry. Oh, really? Yeah, I got the clean Yeah, but you've right got a fro that is like 1977-ish going. Yeah, real bird's nest kind of vibe. Ha- have you taken a look at some of the 19 late 70s baseball cards with like Bake McBride and, I mean, you know, UL Washington? Because you've got a fro thing going on right now that if we put a baseball cap on you, you might be a picture we could post on Super 70 Sports. He did have an Al Bunbury thing going on yesterday with that Orioles hat. <laughs> I will say, now that I think about it. <laughs> That's fantastic. I'm jealous of Felipe's hair. He has great, you know, he he thinks we're making fun. You are looking at, you look at Felipe and see yourself as a young man with that hair. Totally, because that's you, what I was. Right. Right, I didn't blow dry my hair i just washed it towel dried it it was naturally very wavy so when i let it grow long it froed up my nickname for a couple years was sanchez okay and that's how i wore my hair to suit my nickname and i had by the way felipe had the caterpillar on the lip too yeah but my caterpillar 
My caterpillar was thicker than yours, though. Much. It was actually a stash. It was David had a great stash. Especially for really, my and, age. really and truly, you had a great stash. I mean, it wasn't put it for my age. It was Selleck esque. Okay, I mean, you know, when we first got to meet Tom Selleck, he was already late twenties, early thirties. But I mean, my right late teens, early twenties, I had a very good stash to be that young. It's why I was the fake ID guy. I was the one that got all the booze. Big help with the ID. If you've got the mustache, had a car, had a stash, had a fake ID. I was money. Did your mom ever find your fake ID? Oh, come on. I mean, she's a Catholic mom. Like she doesn't know there's drinking going on. I went to a Jesuit school for goodness sakes. Okay. Like she doesn't think there's drinking going on. Oh, so this was in college that you had the fake ID. You didn't have the fake ID in high school. No, 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 no stash in high school, actually. I don't believe the stash started, I don't believe, until college. So you came home unannounced with the stash. Did mom give you the look of? Oh, what the heck's that on your lips? Right. Shaved that thing. And I'm like, no. No, I'm cool. And she said, why? And I said, because that's, I get the beer. How far off were you from getting grandfathered in? to the drinking age of 18. I kept missing it. It was spectacular. My birthday is December 19th. And it would be one of those deals where either I would miss it by 12 days, okay, or what happened to me, and I forget if it happened to me in college because Pennsylvania changed. I think it happened to me in Jersey. I turned a certain age on December 19th, but they were changing their drinking age as of January 1st, so I was only legal for 12 days. Oh, Oh. What a kick in the stones. Dang. Yeah, so so I remember coming home for college and saying to mom, mom, I got to go out every night. I go, because I only got a week and a half. That's tough. Yep. Also, and, Jer- and Jersey was a lot tougher in terms of ID in you and at the door and what have you, because, you know, they dealt with a lot more New Yorkers. You know, Northeast Pennsylvania, I mean, Unless you looked fifteen, you had a you had a better than fifty fifty shot. I mean, you really did. I mean, it was the local economy. You wanted to contribute to it. They wanted to take your money. I mean, it was a it was an understanding. I know the place that we always bought beer. You know, you went to the other side of town to buy beer, and they the only place that would sell it to you. And they kind of just looked at you how your age was and what they charged you. <laughs> nah, he looks sixteen. We'll charge twenty bucks for that twelve pack. He's not going to say anything because. It's the only place that'll sell it to him. I have no idea if it's still the same. And I, I went to college 40 years ago, but at the time you couldn't, you had to go to a different place to get your liquor. You went to a certain place, the distributor to get the beer, and then you had to go to a liquor store to get the liquor. Uh, you could be 16 and get the beer. Okay. The liquor store was the right. You had to, well, you Pennsylvania, had to that's a, that was a state store, store too, right? Yes, exactly. You had to have game at the liquor store. I only had that happen to me once where they overcharged me. And I was getting a handle of Tito's. I paid $60. <laughs> I was, and like, you paid it half because you weren't 21. Right. I was like, well, it's the cost of doing business. Yeah. They knew it's kind of like, you know, kind of like the offer Lamar Jackson's going to get. It's going to be a little more than that handle of Tito's, but will someone give it to him? 
By the way, I just looked up a picture of UL Washington. This man's got some some stuff, some poof, some poof, and a toothpick. The kid, the kids call it uh, lettuce. Okay, this will date us, but we could have a poll question. All right, of which which the best fro by the best player, if you know what I mean. Because, you know, Al Bumbry, nice player. UL Washington, role player. I thought Eddie Murray, in terms of elite players, had the best fro. I'm just trying to think of, you know, some ABA in my head here. Now, Reggie Jackson's fro, I mean, Reggie in the 70s, Reggie with the A's as opposed to Reggie with the Yankees. Right. That's you know, a good most one. people only have Reggie with the Yankees in their head. Where he tightened it up, but he had they were they were fast and loose with that Oakland Athletics team. Well, also he had to shave the mustache. Right. You know, the Yankees, no facial hair. I was thinking yeah. an ABA Dr. J. Uh, oh, well, I just I don't know if anything beats that. I love how he gets older and the the fro just like dies down. Gets smaller and smaller as he ages. You know what is remarkable in this day and age, in which obviously we're, you know, we're saying no more as a society. Lately, you know, you need to get this shot. No, you need to do this. No, why? <laughs> because I don't want to. The Yankees still have the policy: no facial hair. Every player goes okay. Without hesitation, With, you do know you're getting traded to the Yankees. Uh, that means I got to cut my hair and shave everything on my face, right? Okay. That's like the stupidest thing. I, <laughs> I hate that. That makes me hate the Yankees even more. <laughs> really? Yeah. I actually think it's, it's – I love – I don't know if it's fear, intimidation, respect, whatever it is. I love the fact that in this day and age – Okay, all the money that the players are making, the power they have, force and trades, the whole deal. Uh, you do know you're on the Yankees now. You need to shave that. You know, it was like the old Bill Walton, John Wooden story. Right. Now, well, Bill, it was nice having you on the team. But it's 2023, and yet everybody adheres to a policy that is right out of the 60s. Yes. I mean, this is. I love it. It's... I do. And it has nothing to do with the look and, you know, I'm not anti-facial hair. Uh, you know, I, although I do think it needs to be reined in at times, but whatever. Well, I mean, that's part of that. I don't think it's an anti-facial thing. You and I like to eat so much. That whole beard thing of getting things messed in there, just it, that. I know. A cl- it's a cleanliness thing to me because I hate you- shaving, but I could, I, and I can't grow the super thick beard. It just. You know, I can grow a beard. It just right. doesn't look great. But I just I, don't like the the chance of messing my, you know, having all that food in my face. I know. I, I you know, wife and I were out with the daughter and a future son-in-law the other day, you know, and we were at a, at a Mexican place. Where we were going to have nachos. I looked right at him and I go, how could you eat nachos with that thing on your face? I go, you're going to get it all over yourself. By the way, there's only one answer for who had like the best fro and flow in the history of sports. It's Troy Polamalu. It's up there. It's really good. I mean, seeing that wave it's, and 
it's really good. Wait a minute. I, and Felipe, that is a great answer. What did he say back That's when you good. told him how did he eat the nachos? Oh, oh it just, I mean, you know. He's marrying the girl. He's got a kid. I mean, like, like I have any say over this, you know. Never have, never will. Right. I mean, come on. You know, the daughter likes it. That's all that counts. You know. I just want to know how he doesn't get the nachos everywhere. I, I sat there watching him eat the entire time. I'm like, I don't know how you're going to pull this off. Hey, there's an olive. It snuck in right over there. You, you don't even see it. Go to the bathroom. Fix that. There's a jalapeno pepper on your left cheek. <laughs> Miller and Moulton. And some nachos. And Shelby Mass next. You're listening to Miller and Moulton exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. 21 minutes after the hour, and for the last few weeks at this day and time, Shelby Mast has been kind enough to give us 10 minutes of his time. He is the bracketologist for collegeinsider.com, and also he's done his own thing for years at bracketwag.com. Bracketwag.com. Follow him on Twitter at bracketwag. Shelby, it's David and Mark once again. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Well, we're doing fine, although it doesn't seem as if in these small conference tournaments, which we've been following very closely, has there been a single bid that's been stolen yet? Not yet, and I think the only one left that could be is uh, Conference USA with Florida Atlantic. I think they're in no matter what, and maybe UAB or North Texas can win the tournament if they get two teams. So for the team still trying to get bids in your last four in, like Wisconsin, the win today doesn't put them in, does it? it no, it, uh, it it avoids them from falling out. Uh, a loss today would be bad, but a win doesn't secure anything. It just keeps them alive. By the way, someone asked a question in our Twitch chat room earlier. So you don't believe VCU, which has 24 wins. They could win two games, get to the conference final. They'd have 26 wins. Say they lost in the A-10 final. VCU's not an at-large team to you, are they? No. I'd like for them to be in as an at-large, but I just can't see it with the other bubble teams having better resumes, not blowing them out better, but they're slightly better. And uh, we discussed that. We did a mock committee last weekend, and we focused on VCU a lot, and the consensus was no. And for the record, Mark, VCU's nets in the mid-60s for those that use that stat. Michigan and Rutgers will play each other tomorrow in a first-round Big Ten game. How many more wins do they need than just beating the other? It might be a situation where they need to at least get to the finals of the Big Ten tournament, and and that may not be enough. Uh, The the committee is going to have all their teams set and seated by Saturday night. So a Sunday result may not matter unless it's a win. So even though Rutgers is on your first four out list, and Michigan is on your next four out list. So if Rutgers beats Michigan, to you, 
that doesn't move them in. But what if they got one more after that? They'll move closer probably, but uh, it's awful tough. Rutgers has an injury issue with a player who won't be back, and since he's been out, they have not looked good. And so the committee is going to take that into account knowing full well that the player will not be back. And so I, I don't think two wins would do it for Rutgers. Maybe three, but other things have to play out on the bubble, bubble as well. So, I mean, basically, I mean, this – you have the Big Ten with nine. It doesn't really look like there's much of a way for it to get to eight. It's a better chance of it getting to ten than it is to eight, isn't it, Shelby? Well, if, if Penn State's not secure, I got them as my next to last in. And Wisconsin both in that play-in game, if they were to lose, especially Wisconsin, I think they're playing Nebraska that would, or Minnesota, that would be a really bad loss at a bad time, and they would probably be out. He's Shelby Mass, collegeinsider.com, bracketwag.com. Follow him on Twitter at bracketwag, W-A-G. Okay, ACC. I think, by the way, it's ridiculous the Big Ten's going to get nearly twice as many bids as the ACC, for the record. I think both conferences are very mediocre. But we just played the game with Michigan and Rutgers. Let's play the game with North Carolina and Clemson. How many ACC tournament wins do they need, or do they need to win the last game? I think they probably have to win the tournament, both of them. In that case, only one can. But uh, I think getting to the finals, they're not beating enough good teams along the way. There's not a marquee team that stands out. Uh, Miami and Virginia are closest, but I don't think that's enough to get them in the tournament. Uh, Clemson might be able to get to the finals of the ACC if they beat one of the good teams along the way. But uh, Carolina, I feel, is going to win it all. If Purdue and UCLA both win their respective tournaments, who gets the final one seed? Probably Purdue. Uh, UCLA has an injury issue that would hold them back, and Purdue is is up there at number one, and I, I can't see knocking them to two by winning their tournament. You've got Miami as a five. I have to admit, I to me, if you're a four or a five, I, I know you get a slightly easier first-round game and technically second-round game, but can Miami get all the way to a three-seed or no? No, I don't think so. I think they're too good above Miami. Uh, those three seeds are pretty set, and they'd have to jump the four seeds as well. I know you don't get into predicting who wins, but on your 12 line, you've got some pretty good teams. Who do you think's the best team out of the Oral Roberts, Toledo, Charleston, Drake foursome? I think probably Oral Roberts is. Uh, none of those teams would be in unless they won their conference tournament, and that's too bad because – God, Charleston, 31 wins, and they'd be sitting home. That that's I don't like that, but that's the way they would do it. And uh, but but that's going to be some very entertaining games. Well, I'm going to throw this out there right now. Drake's going to win a game. Last time they were in, they won a game. They beat Wichita State. They're experienced. They're well coached, and they have a better best player this time than they had last time when they went to the tournament. Just throwing that out there, 27-win Drake from the Missouri Valley is going to win a game. 
Um, is there anybody we're not talking about that we should be? Either like to me, if Illinois or Maryland lose first round, can they can they play their way out? Uh, is you know, is there a team that's more in danger to you than people are talking about? Like Auburn, if Auburn's one and done in the SEC tournament, can they be out? I don't think so because they've got a they play a good team in first round, so that helps. If they were to play one of the low end of South Carolina, for instance, if they were to play them and lose, that would be more harmful than losing to Arkansas. When you look at your three and four line, who do you like the best? Because this is a wide open tournament. Is there a team that maybe didn't do enough to get to a two seed, but you think's really dangerous heading into the tournament? After watching them last night, Zaga looked awful tough. They uh, they're flirting with the two line, but I, I don't see them getting up there. But that's a dangerous team and experienced, well coached. Everybody knows Gonzaga. But Drew Timmy is a senior. He wants to go out on on top. Mark, he's got your Spartans as a seven seed veteran backcourt. They're a sleeper pick in the Big Ten tournament. And just you know, yeah. it, it is it is March after all, and you know March is oh, just throwing it out there. It's crazy. Shelby, thanks for your time and your insight. We appreciate it as always. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me. Bracketwag.com, collegeinsiders.com. Follow him on Twitter, Bracketwag, W-A-G. He shall be masked. This tournament, the first weekend could be just spectacular. Because what you're getting with these 12 seeds, you know, as you point out, Drake, they're an experienced team. Charleston's an experienced team. These teams that wouldn't have gotten the tournament because no one will play them, they've got a chip on their shoulder. They're going to be right there. the the five thirteen game or the the four thirteen games and the five twelve games are going to be spectacular. Well, I will say it's why I mentioned Miami. I do think this year, like if you look at the difference between the twelve line and the thirteen line, okay. The I mean, Mark, I'll tell you what. I'll take his four twelves right now. Oral Roberts, Toledo, Charleston, and Drake. I'll take them all. Straight up. And so you don't want to be in the 5-12 matchup. You want to be in the 4-13 this year. Welcome back to Miller and Moulton, only on the Florida Sports Network. Twenty-two minutes till the top of the hour. Seventeen until we're out of here. Miller and Moulton, Florida Sports Network, FloridaSportsNetwork.com. The bonus hour on this hump day. Mark is off tomorrow and Friday. Felipe and I will handle things. I'll even get on the road and do so in the studio, where I'll be ready to throw a pen at the glass if he falls asleep. Yeah, I, I take a couple of days off and then you come to town. Yeah, don't laugh. You had told me that you had the member guest and what days you had it. And I thought, you know, this is going to be problematic. You know, to just 
two different things and probably be better if we're together and I'll need some help and, you know, could communicate better if I'm there. And so I scheduled the meeting with the tax lawyer and we scheduled a few other things, scheduled it all around your member guest. The best part is David's coming to town. We are friends, good friends. David's one yes. of my best friends. <laughs> yes. I will not see him the entire time he's here. No, never even considered it. The only way that I'll see him is if there's a meltdown tomorrow morning and they need me to come in to set something up. <laughs> Don't say that. No, that's that's it. That would be the reason. I mean, if the phone rings at 5.30, 5.45, I'll be up. We're staring at each other four hours no, no, no. and 15 minutes a day. I, I understand. Just uh, like maybe like taking this a little need, bit personally. Like we need to have a beer and an appetizer together. We've There's always room for an appetizer. I don't stop there. Yes. But like, I mean, do we need it? Do we need it? No. No, I'm just merely pointing out right. that you're coming to town. Correct. We do a show. Both our names are on the show. Right. And we're not going to see one another when you come to town. I'm not seeing our former producer. I'm not seeing Gary Danielson. I'm not seeing anybody. Mark, it's a this business a trip. business trip. Mark, it's a business trip. It's always a business trip. No, not necessarily. Fine. You want to do business? Let's do business. It's time for someone to take back this segment, if for no other reason than to stop David from talking about Meghan and Harry. Here's Mark Miller with Today Was the Day When. Today in 1817, the New York Stock Exchange is founded. A couple of things happened today in 1913. The IRS begins to levy and collect income taxes. And the Federal League organizes with six teams, including the Chicago Whales, who played at what's now Wrigley Field. The league folded after three seasons. The Whales? The Chicago Whales. All those Lake Michigan Whales that are out there. I was going to say. Kind of like the what? Mighty Muscles, all the muscles we have in Southwest Florida. <laughs> I mean, were yeah. a bunch of guys fat and we were just insensitive in the early 20th century? I mean, what? Today, 36, the first stock car race is held in Daytona Beach, Florida. The Beatles made their BBC radio debut today in 1962. Pete Best was still playing drums with the Beatles. Not for much longer. No. Today in 71, Frank Sinatra became a photographer. That's yep. because Joe Frazier and Muhammad Ali would fight at Madison Square Garden. And Sinatra was the photographer for Life magazine. That's how he got in. It was the fight of the century. They were both undefeated. Frazier was heavyweight champion. Ali claimed he was still champion because nobody had beaten him. They just took his title away when he wouldn't go fight in Vietnam. Today in 1996, Fargo was released in the U.S. Uh, Mark, that was the only awkward time during my wife and I's five years in Fargo because, well, we thought it was hysterical. And the natives... Not quite as funny as we thought. And never forget, at, listen, every person in the newsroom, Mark, business office, newsroom, because I was the only out-of-towner. Everybody else was from the upper Midwest, had an accent. Then there's this Yahoo from Jersey. Okay? And so they would all, one by one. So are we really like that? Do we really talk like that? 
and I would look right at every single one and go, yeah, you betcha. <laughs> it was a very awkward time for us in the upper Midwest. Just saying. Today in 2014, Malaysia Airlines flight MH370 disappears with 239 people aboard. And it was just a year ago, David, that Aaron Rodgers agrees to remain in Green Bay with a four-year, $200 million deal that made him the highest-paid player in NFL history. Mark, are these really contracts or suggestions? I don't know anymore, David. And I asked you earlier, and I forgot, Ball 4, pronounce his name, the author of Ball 4. Jim Bouton. Bouton, sorry. Jim Bouton would have celebrated a birthday today, as would have Dick Allen and Lynn Redgrave. Those that are celebrating birthdays today, Mickey Dolans from the Monkees, Jim Rice, Buck Williams, Larry Murphy, Kenny Smith, Freddie Prince Jr., Heinz Ward, Juan and Carcion, James Vanderbeek, all celebrating birthdays today on March 8th. That is today was the day when. What did I miss, David? Well, um, Beavis and Butthead premiered 30 years ago. Oh, wow. That uh, 40 years ago, Reagan called the Soviet Union the evil empire. That stuck, too. We liked it. We said, you know what? You got a point. Yeah. Had some alliteration to it. That's always good. And and he did it. Remember, this is pre-Gorbachev. Gorbachev did doesn't take over for another year and a half or so. Man, those those old-timers over there, they hated that. Times were tense in the early 80s. People forget. Reagan was staring them down going, <laughs> you want to go to war? I'll go to war. <laughs> Make, me and Nancy will head to the ranch. Don't care. You've heard folks elsewhere mock Florida is gonna Florida. Well, Mark Miller sees it differently. He calls it the good, the bad, and the ugly. What you got, Mark? Need you to pay attention to this good, David. Okay. This will definitely apply to you now and at some other point in your life. We go to Fort Myers for the good. Where Alan Smalaller mentioned to his friends that he often helps his grandparents navigate their electronic devices. Turns out he was far from the only one. So Aaron and a classmate, Christian Lackis, formed the Computer Literacy Education Outreach Club. They go to Canterbury here in Fort Myers. So every week, the two of them and other students make a trip to Brookdale Senior Living Community next door, where the teens spend one-on-one time with residents, helping them with their phone, tablet, and computer issues. Tech time. Maybe I could meet with them when I'm in town. (laughs) Might want to schedule one more meeting there, David. (laughs) Can you leave their names and numbers for me? (laughs) Maybe after the show Friday, they could fit me in. We got our New Hampshire from the bad. The uh, Amtrak Downeaster takes passengers 145 miles from Brunswick, Maine to Boston. There is a car that serves alcohol, but apparently... It will not be allowed to serve alcohol during the 35-mile stretch that the trip goes through New Hampshire. The New Hampshire Liquor Commission has told the Northern Nor'easter Passenger Rail Authority that the train cannot serve alcohol during the New Hampshire portion of the journey because law forbids them serving alcohol that has not been purchased in the state. 
you know, did you ever think it was ridiculous when you would take a cruise and they wouldn't let you start gambling until you left U.S. waters and you had to be in international waters? Right. And you'd be like, seriously, we're headed east or we're headed south. We're going to be there in 12 minutes. Seriously? And they're like, nope, can't do it. Not until we get to international waters. Nope, sorry, we're in New Hampshire. Better order up your drinks. We're about to go through New Hampshire, everybody. I was going to say, I'd slow the damn car down half mile from New Hampshire. I'd load everybody up so they were three deep. Invite the New Hampshire liquor control people on the on the damn train. Stand there and go, we ain't serving them. They just all have three drinks. They didn't say anything about drinking them. They just said you can't serve them. For the ugly, we go across the pond where Joby Poole was stopped on the highway in Telford, England, in central England. And Easter was almost ruined. He stole a semi-truck that contained 200,000 Cadbury cream eggs last Saturday. Wow. That is one big Easter basket. Do you like a Cadbury cream egg? I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan either. I mean, it's not that I wouldn't eat it if it was there. Right. But I'd prefer a Reese's. Oh, well, I mean, of course. No, but I mean, if you're going to put something inside a chocolate, I'd prefer it be peanut butter instead of that Cadbury cream. doesn't do anything for me. And that's the good, the bad, and the ugly on today, March the 8th, 2023. I'm a little sad. No clutch play today. And I had a really good one. You want to do it now? Would you? Apparently, it's really important. Get it, get, go, Felipe. I need to be, okay, yeah, I need to be introduced. You just were, you introduced yourself. Fantastic. You just basically sabotaged the show. Fantastic. You you teed yourself up. Hold on. Apparently, we have to introduce him. Hey, now it's Felipe with the Clutch Vodka Play of the Day. What do you got, Felipe? Well, any opportunity to get the captain, number 87, Sid the Kid, Sidney Crosby, on the clutch play of the day, I will. And I am going to right now because he was pretty clutch last night. The line to the center point, throws it down low, deflected wide by Gensel. Loose puck below the goal line, Robinson can't clear. Malkin's got it at the right point. Into the high slot with it, across Crosby, one-timer, scores! The captain completes the comeback! And Pittsburgh, from down 4 nothing wins it 5-4 in overtime. I mean, that's big time right there. Big and win for the Pens, points. bad one for the Florida Panthers, who are trying to catch Pittsburgh for that final wild card spot, and the Pens getting two points after being down four spit. First off, Mark, a tremendous job with the fake announcer voice there. And Felipe, you went hockey. I did. I know. Well done, young man. Well done. I wasn't going to let this slip. Glad you didn't. I'm going to drink an entire bottle of clutch vodka in the next 24 hours. (laughs) (laughs) Just to to celebrate. Yep. I I thought I was out. I found one yesterday. I've got one left, and it is in trouble. My goodness. (laughs) Okay. I got five games involving bubble teams. There could be more. I only have four, but go. Okay. Uh, ACC tournament, 
you know, the Syracuse plays at noon. Will it be Jim Beheim's last game? Just throwing it out there. But at 7 o'clock tonight, North Carolina is playing Boston College. They have to win. Okay. They're an 11.5-point favorite. Uh, John Fanta thinks they're going to lose, by the way. Fox's John Fanta thinks BC takes them out in the first round. All right. Uh, Pac-12 tonight. Arizona State is right on the bubble. Last team in, first team out, depending on who you look at. They're hosting or, or they're playing Oregon State. They absolutely have to win that game or they're done. Mark, I got two games in the Big 12. Texas Tech and West Virginia are playing each other. Okay. That's the I one think, I didn't have on my list. So, okay, the, the other Big 12 game I've got. Well, because most people, I think, have West Virginia in, Tech out. I'm wondering if Tech beats West Virginia, if West Virginia becomes very bubblicious again. And just throwing this out there, uh, Oklahoma State, which a lot of people now have kind of pushed out, but they are playing OU. You know, they thought they were done playing each other. They're matched up in the Big 12 tournament. This could be the last time these two teams play one another for a while. This could get intense tonight. Big 10, Ohio State, Wisconsin. Wisconsin with an absolute must. They have to have it. Mark, here's what's fascinating in that game. Do you know Ohio State's favorite? They've been playing a little better down the stretch here. I understand that, but they're like 13 and 17 on the season. They're a two-point favorite in this game. Don't you have to? Wisconsin's playing for their season. Don't you have to take the Badgers and the points? Yes. Uh, I'm just, just saying. I, I just I it's a good sales job. I David, I I think you'd go broke trying to bet Big Ten basketball this year. Oh, there's no doubt about it. It's it, you're idiotic if you bet any of these games. But with that in mind, I'm taking the Badgers and the points. Uh, so the Heat are home for Cleveland. That's a hell of an early game, right? Is ESPN showing that? No, they're showing Dallas and New Orleans. Uh, OKC's in Phoenix. It's KD's first home game. Place is going to be crazy. ESPN showing that? No, they're showing Toronto and the Clippers. That's okay. NHL, the TNT doubleheader. They're actually going to televise these games. Blackhawks wings. Okay, I get it. Anaheim, Vancouver. In the States. Mark, enjoy your golf. Thank you.